you know how I always tell you that I have an amazing interview for you? Well, today I have a really, really awesome one. Hi, I'm Kat from the REI Friends Podcast. And I just interviewed Sarah D. Weaver. I gotta say her whole name because she has earned that. And she is infectious. She is inspirational fantastic in every way shape and form she has inspired the heck out of me and i just know that when you hear all the things that she has done in such a short amount of time you are gonna be like on the edge of your seat wanting to hear more and you're gonna inspire yourself to go from wannabe investor to a true true and try real estate investors so make sure that you subscribe that you let her know okay we're gonna put her information on the show notes so make sure that you let her know which part of the story uh, her story in the interview you liked and then there's the challenge that she uh, gave us she was a gift for you and also she shares some news at the very end i share some news at the very end this podcast interview got really really real real quick I know you're going to love it. So listen up or watch and let me know your favorite moment. I cannot wait to hear from you. Go ahead and start listening. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the REI Friends Podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me, Kat. Oh my God, my pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a real estate investor and real estate coach. I own 19 units in four different states. Thank you. I'm excited to say that because I just closed on a property not that long ago. So I haven't said that number out loud and it feels so good. <laughs> and then when I'm not investing in real estate, I am coaching real estate agents on how to invest in real estate themselves. And then my fun fact is that I'm fully nomadic. So I have been living out of my suitcase for three years and about three months. Wow, that is, you said so many things that I love already. That is amazing. And you know, I'm a newbie, so this is like inspiring the heck out of me. So how do you go, you didn't buy all those 19 houses at once. So let's just start with that. How did you even start your real estate investing journey? Absolutely. So I bought my very first property. It was a single family in a suburb of Kansas City. I was living in Denver at the time and just couldn't get the numbers to work. Frankly, I didn't know what I know now. Now I'm like, ah, oh, I could have done it. But I didn't know what I know now. And so I bought a single family in Kansas City. I used the house hacking strategy. So I did a low down payment owner occupied conventional yeah. loan. And I took the entire upstairs of that house down to the studs. Wow. Yeah. And so it wasn't a flip. It wasn't a full gut. I can't take credit for that. Like kudos to any investors that do full guts. But I did take the entire second floor down to the studs and rebuilt it. Wow. So do you have any background in construction? My dad did. And it was a lot of YouTube and a lot of calling my dad and saying, uh, okay, sorry, I thought I knew how to do this. And then he himself put in a lot of sweat equity. Wow, that's a good dad right there. That's amazing. Yeah, I owe him a lot. And I paid him um, with the coolest, in the coolest way, at least for me. I said, hey dad, I'm gonna move back to Kansas City. We're gonna renovate this house together. I'm gonna pay for all of it. Um, but you're you're gonna help me and it's gonna be really hard and I'm not gonna pay you. 
And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, here's what I'm offering. At the end, once I get it fully rented, I will take you on an all expenses paid trip anywhere in the world. Whoa. So that's exactly what we did. We went to Ireland and Scotland for 10 days and I paid for almost the entire trip on credit card points, which I earned because I used the credit card to pay for the renovations on that house. <laughs> oh my God, it's so smart, so smart. And you, so you, that got paid. <laughs> yeah, he is an avid golfer. So he checked off like the ultimate bucket list item for him, which was golfing at St. Andrews. Wow, that is such a, so how do you, how do you come up with that idea of not giving him just money, but like making a father daughter trip instead of payment? Well, it was incredibly selfish. I like to travel and I didn't <laughs> want to pay him money. <laughs> it works out. Let's say that maybe it was not selfish, but he was so happy. And he gave you quality time with your dad, which is always such, so good. It was honestly, it was a once in a lifetime opportunity. That is amazing. And then you mentioned something that is dear and near to my heart. So you did not give him money and then you didn't even use your own money. <laughs> you used mostly credit card points to pay for the trip. That is such a great idea. I'm in the middle. I just got the books in the mail today. Um, Co-author a book about building business credit um, for entrepreneurs and people that want to do real estate because had I known what I know now, like I've been paying taxes since 2011, business taxes, not with the right entity, but we're not going to get into that. So I love when you said that you use a credit card to pay for that. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, I did house hacking and credit card hacking. Wow, that is genius. I love it. So excited. <laughs> so you bought the house in Kansas City. Um, so you said you said you are, you are from Kansas originally? Yep, from Kansas City. I'm on the Kansas side and this house is in a suburb in Kansas. Right. And I, I, I don't know, not that I know much about Kansas, but it's very affordable, I assume. Yes, it was. Nice. Nice. Wow. So you did that, which is pretty impressive that you're like, okay, I'm going to move back. I'm going to house hack. I'm going to use a credit card. Where, when do you get that idea of, yes, I want to buy. Yes. I want to invest. Like where did that came, come from? Yes. So I did the down to the studs reno. Um, I actually spent the entire summer in Europe before taking my dad and I was getting rent checks every month paying my mortgage and having money left over. Mm. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm onto something. And so there was no doubt in my mind back then that real estate was the way to build wealth. I don't come from money. My, my I'm so grateful for my parents. I, I cannot express enough gratitude for how helpful they are and the amount of sweat equity that they continue to put into some of my properties. I'm so grateful. And they, their financial literacy is not there. And so I knew that I was going to have to figure out something to build wealth. And thankfully, I stumbled onto real estate investing. And I was not making very much money at the time. So I never made more than $60,000 in a, in a W-2 job. And that first house I bought, I probably was making $45,000. Wow. Yeah. And so I am, I will say, I am very good at saving money. So my savings rate was probably close to 50 to 60%, even on that tiny little salary. 
And so saving money was key. So I, I get a lot of questions. Well, how on earth did you do that? Well, I lived super frugally, uncomfortably frugally, which is something that I'm now, frankly, trying to shed. Right. It's so, it's, yeah, it's so funny that you said that. Thank you for saying that because sometimes you have, you have to go, or you choose to go through a season where you're going to go lean so you can live in a different way later. But those habits sometimes get so ingrained that you'll find yourself saying no to things where you're like, wait a minute, I have the money. What am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's why people always ask me like, what's the first step to real estate investing? And it may seem like very cliche because I know a lot of people say this but you have to know why you're investing. Like there needs to be an end destination. And for me, the end destination was not a certain amount of doors, uh, even a certain amount of cash flow. It was always about freedom. Mm. It, and it still is today. It's still about freedom, freedom of time, freedom of money, freedom of who I get to hang out with. All of that is so important. Oh my God, that is so powerful. Yeah, I, I, I love that tip. Find out or figure out why you want to do real estate investing because it's different for everyone. Um, and it's okay, whatever the reason is for you. But once you know it, then you'll know how to walk towards that, which is awesome. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. So you're traveling, uh, you figure it out by kind of by mistake that this real estate thing kind of makes sense. You buy your first house in Kansas City with your dad. You guys go, so how soon after you guys, you bought, you finished the house, did you go on the trip? Um, okay, so truth actually be told, I was on a trip the day I closed <laughs> and I was gone, I was gone a lot. So I traveled a lot that first year. And then that second year, I bought a one-way ticket to Argentina. Oh my God. Yeah, so I had owned the house for, I think, 13, maybe 14 months. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm done. So I replaced myself. Like I got a roommate to live in my room um, or a tenant, I should say. And then I bought a one-way ticket to Buenos Aires, Argentina because I had a job where I could work from anywhere, which is the same job that I worked in Denver. I was able to take that job with me when I moved into this house in Kansas. When I went to Europe that summer, I still was working Monday through Friday, 40 hours a week. And it just so happened to be remote and working from the internet. That is so good. I don't hear a lot of people talk about leveraging your W-2 long enough or even after you have the first or second property because that's almost free money. I mean, you're still working, but you're working from home. So now you're location independent and you know mm -hmm. that when you're from home, you can you work from home, you can work earlier, you can work later. You have this flexibility um, and it will allow you like you, I don't know how many states you mentioned, but you own your 19 houses in different in multiple states. So having that flexibility of location with how you make money sounds like it was very key for you. Absolutely. And that was always the goal. So in 2015, 2015, I started working remotely. That was always a non-negotiable for me. I needed to work from my computer because I wanted this lifestyle of traveling the world. And so I started doing that in 2015. Then I bought the house that I just told you in 2017. And then it, it was two years later that I bought my second rental property, which is a duplex in Kansas City. And then in 2021, so almost, two years, it was like a year and a half, almost two years later, again, I then started to take my investing really seriously. And that's when I bought a fourplex, a duplex, a duplex, and a fourplex. 
Wow. So it hasn't even been that long that you started. 2015. I remember. I remember what I was eating in 2015. So it hasn't been that long. No. And I mean, in a year ago today, I owned three units, the single family and the duplex. And now I own 19 units or eight properties in four different states. Wow. And I love how you said that you really got serious uh, in real estate. That's that's so good. And something else that you said that I really want to emphasize that you said, I don't know what was the word you used, that it was very important to you that you work remote. That was a necessity, I think you said. And I have a friend that says that he has requirements. So whenever he needs something, he never says it would be nice if, or I will really like, he's like, I require this. And when you mm -hmm. use that language with yourself and other people, you get what you want because it's yeah. a requirement. Yeah. Yeah. I call them non-negotiable yeah. and a non-negotiable for me was working remotely. That's so good. That makes, that makes so much sense. So why do you say that after this, uh, a number of houses you really got serious so you you don't feel like you were really serious no i don't think so i i mean i i, I bought that i like crossed my fingers hope this works then it did work then i bought another one also using owner occupied conventional loan and you know i mean i bought a house and then two years later bought a house that's not that in the real estate investing world that's not that impressive like right. other people are buying tons of houses right um, but then, yeah, everything changed. In 2019, I, I changed who I started spending time with. I changed the podcast that I was listening to, um, how I spent my time, how I spent my money, the conversations that I was having. And I woke up in 2020 and really just tried to, to buy a bunch of real estate. And it didn't work. Mm. I, I wasn't aligned. I had I was making mistakes. And then in 2021, I reevaluated how I was doing it and I made a decision. I said, Sarah, you are a successful real estate investor and you're going to move back to the U.S. and your portfolio is going to explode. And those are the exact words that I wrote in my journal. And that's exactly what happened. I closed on that fourplex. I moved back to the U.S. about 30, 40 days later. And I went from three to 15 units in 92 days. Right. From making that decision. Like, it's like you have that tough love conversation with yourself. Listen, young lady, you're going to figure this thing out one way or another. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. And I think we all need to do that sometimes. And I love what you, you did. You realize, hey, 2020, I tried to buy a whole bunch of houses and it didn't work. So you evaluated, okay, I'm trying to do something. It's yeah. not working. And if I don't want to have the same results that I'm having that I don't want, then maybe just maybe I should do something different. And you did. And then everything changed. Yeah. And I see that all the time. I mean, it is the definition of insanity, like trying to get different results by doing the same thing over and over again. Well, if you don't like your life, then stop doing the same thing. Absolutely. I was telling, um, I was asking my sister, we talk all the time. And I'm like, okay, what do we want? In, in what do we want to see in May? And mm. she began to think and I said, okay, let's write it down. Let's create. So when May comes, we have the things that we said. And she thought it was such a brilliant idea. And I'm like, that's really good because that's the reality. We get tomorrow the results of what we're doing today. So yeah. um, what did you start doing different? If you don't mind uh, sharing 2021 that you were not doing in 2020. Absolutely. I will. But I first have a question for you. What did you and your sister write down? 
So I started immediately. I know I'm gonna house hack. That is in, in like in not non-negotiable for me. That's happening. So I took the time to go through my entire house and I got rid of everything that I did not want, selling what I don't want to sell, I don't want, and donating the rest in taking a real estate investing class because I want a house hack, right? And going remote as well. So all those in a relationship with someone super duper amazing, like my twin, right? <laughs> I got serious about it. So immediately I began to make um, steps towards that because I know that when I do everything else that I have wanted, I have done when I make that decision. Oh, that's so, yeah, absolutely. And so I'll, I'll tie what you want. So you want a house hack. And so here is how I went from making mistakes to getting under contract. And, and I'll tell you the exact same thing is you have to have deal criteria. So saying that you want a house hack is not good enough. I want to know, do you want a duplex? Do you want a single family? Do you want a fourplex? I want a triplex. There you go. She wants a triplex. How are you going to finance it? I'm assuming owner-occupied conventional Owner-occupied, three and a half percent, correct. Excellent, get pre-approved. Yes, I'm working on okay. that right now, yep. Yep, and then increase your savings rate. I think everyone listening to this could increase their savings rate. And so what that means is right now, maybe you're like, oh, I'm doing a good job. I saved $200 a month. Okay, well, that's great if you're making $2,000 a month, but if you're making $20,000 a month, personally, I don't think that's very great. You should be saving more. Yeah. And so increase your savings rate. And you're not just saving to save, you're saving with the, the, the knowing that you're gonna take that money and use it as your down payment. So in your case, same advice, increase your savings rate, which is what I did. And then talk to the right real estate agent. Mm. And then the other thing that I did is I, I narrowed down my market. You're, you know where you're house hacking. You, you yes, told me off I camera did. that you are looking near your daughter's school. Yep. And so that makes sense. But what I was doing didn't make sense, Kat. I was looking here, I was looking there. I was looking in Phoenix, Boise, Columbus, Omaha, Kansas City. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so no wonder I wasn't getting anywhere. I was too wishy-washy and, and people can't help you when you don't even know what you want. That makes so much sense. Clarity, clarity. Like I can tell you exactly the zip code. I can tell you what, how the condition, even knowing I want a triplex and I wanted to have almost nothing to be done. And it can be an ugly house on the outside because I know I can fix that. So that's my criteria. And I know exactly where I want it. I know the months where I want to move. So even that clarity, even with the guy, the man that I'm looking, like he needs to come. If he's like, very close to being a contractor. If he's a contractor, like he's got shooting, like that would be amazing. <laughs> but I know, I know how all he want, I want him to be. I know how committed and, and his mindset, right? That's going to happen. Why? Because I'm very clear. So you got very clear. So how do you narrow down where I'm going to buy my next house? Oh, great question. So I was started looking very seriously at two markets, Omaha and Des Moines. Mm -hmm. Um, my grandparents lived smack dab in the middle in a tiny town. And I found that I was visiting them at least once a year. Mm -hmm. And I thought, Hmm, it would be nice if that flight and everything was a tax write off. And so that started the, the, the conversation with that, those markets. And then I looked at the demographics. I looked at population growth, wage growth, um, rent rate increases, um, crime rates. Those, that's the only one you want going down. You want everything else going up. <laughs> and and I thought, wow, like this actually really works. Like, so I bought a 
fourplex and same thing, house hacked it like you, you're going to. Mm -hmm. And I bought it for 320,000. Wow. Which was about a $12,000 down payment, which I had because I'm really good at saving money and I hadn't bought a house for a year and a half. So I think people always forget, they're like, wow, how did she buy three houses? Well, there were two years in between and my first down payment was seven grand. My second down payment was five. My wow. third was 12. So these aren't $30,000, right? right? Right, right. Now they are. Like now when I'm buying a property, it is that much money. And and so I started zeroing in on those markets. And then I all of a sudden it was like, wow, this is making a lot of sense. I built relationships with real estate agents who were really good at finding deals and off-market deals. And then they started actively sending them to me because I communicated really clearly what's my deal criteria and how serious and committed I was. Right. And so I didn't I didn't make a fool of myself when he sent me that fourplex. I didn't say, oh, I don't know, or, oh, is it a good deal? Nope. I knew what a good deal looked like. I knew exactly what I was looking for. It matched my criteria. I wrote the offer. That is so good. So you educated yourself and then you you were decisive. You, like you just said it, like I was like, oh, I'm not gonna sit on that. You're like, I'm, I'm gonna snap this, this deal off before somebody else does. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very confident. I'm an incredibly confident person. I was so scared. Like, this stuff is scary, you guys. Scary. And anyone that walks around saying like, oh, I'm not scared. Okay, well then you're probably gonna lose money at some point because I think you gotta listen to those intuitions. However, you also have to quiet the fear. And I call it function in the fear. That is so good. And what what is something that is worth doing that you haven't been afraid doing. Like I, I can look back at everything that I have done. I have been scared out of my mind, but I know the difference between I'm scared because it's new and I'm out of my comfort zone or my intuition is telling me get the heck out or this is not for you. And I think yeah. you, once you, you distinguish and, and it's, and for me, it's a practice of every time I don't listen to that voice, I have gotten in trouble. So now I'm very intuitive. I'm like, hmm. And I, and I don't define it either. That's the only thing. If you think like a house or a deal is not for you, don't try to give it a name. If you feel it, that is not more than likely, there's a reason why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think following intuition, I mean, I travel the world by myself, completely alone. And for those of you that aren't on YouTube, I'm super blonde, green eyes. Like I stick out when I'm in some <laughs> countries, right? And, and I used to be super cute and <laughs> super cute still, come on. <laughs> and I would walk these countries and people all the time would say, oh my gosh, I can't believe you travel by yourself. Isn't it dangerous? And so I learned really quickly to listen to my intuition. Like I think almost every bad story, when you hear of something, they're like, I had a bad feeling. Yes. And, and then I got knocked over the head with a baseball bat. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, because you, you need to listen to that bad feeling. Yeah. And so I'm very, very aware of, of what's going on around me. And I think that that's been really, really important in every aspect of my life. That is so good. Something that you said earlier, when you said you got really serious uh, on real estate investing, that you changed who you hanging, who you were hanging out with, what you were listening to, and where you were going. How did you know to do that, and how um, how important was that to your transformation and your success? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was fundamental in in my growth, and it. A lot of things in life, I feel like, aren't this like someone said this to me and then I changed everything. It was like a trickle, you know? 
Like I started noticing how I was feeling after conversations with certain friends. And I was like, you know, I, they, that, that didn't make me feel any better. Mm-hmm. Or I actually didn't enjoy that conversation at all. Like there's nothing, I, I don't watch reality TV, no judgment to anyone that does, but I don't have anything to add to a conversation about reality TV. Um, I like to talk about other stupid stuff, but, <laughs> but reality TV is not it for me. And so I was finding, I'm like, huh, like I, I'm not really enjoying these conversations. So I started listening to that. And then I really believe that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And again, that's a total cliche and it's completely true. And so I started looking around and I'm like, okay, I want to start hanging out with super positive people. They're, the Life is hard. So I don't need to hang out with negative Nancy's to make it even harder. <laughs> and so they have to be super positive, not naively positive. Like we all know those people that are so positive. It's annoying. Not that, not those kind of people. <laughs> but so they have to, and then I really started thinking about abundance mindset. Mm. And so I think there is more than enough deals out there that, and nothing I'm doing is like a secret, right? So when people ask me how I've grown so quickly, I'm more than happy to like open up my books and show them because I think there's a great deal out there for you, just like there's a great deal out there. I'll probably go under contract in the next 30 days on another really good deal because I believe that it's going to happen. Right, yeah, that is so good. Yeah, and it's, and it, again, it's listening and, and checking in with yourself because sometimes we can be so busy that we don't check in. Okay, I hang out with that friend and just like I did with, I, I love books. That's how, that's what I call like books and shoes. That's, those are my things, right? So I went through all of my books and that took me hours and hours. But there were some books that I was happy to let go of. Like it was not, it was not a struggle because I outgrew them. Or the people that given to me, like it just doesn't matter anymore. They're not here. I was able to let go because I'm checking in. Okay, this book is a really good book. Not for me anymore. I, I'm already done because I, I, my books are like my babies. Like I keep, I take care of them. So it's really listening to yourself and and you'll be able to to realize okay this person is a great person for this season they're not it and that's okay yeah absolutely and there was no dramatic like cleaning like house I didn't call anyone and say we're not friends anymore (laughs) I just slowly like you know I'm just not going to text that person and just see what happens guess what they didn't text me either so there was nothing lost there was only so much gained So in the last year, um, I have traveled all over the world, visiting people that I have adored for years and some people that I've met off Instagram and like never had met before in my life, but we have so many things in common that it was fast friendship. And those people not only are so fun to be around, but they've made me a better person. Absolutely. I have made the best friends by going to conferences and I have met people off the internet, which is funny friends, not even like romantic people. And those, uh, for some reason works out. Like I remember going to California to meet a friend and we never met and I went to her house and her husband was like, so you never met her and she's coming to our house. <laughs> We're still friends. You never killed me. You know, I'm fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Isn't it cool? And so that would be my advice is, is really figuring out what's your destination, where are you going? And then who do you need to hang out with so that you can be the kind of person that gets there? I really enjoyed the book Atomic Habit by mm, James so Clear. And he talks a lot about like, you have to identify as that person. And so I made a choice. I said, I am an investor. Like I am a wildly successful investor. And I said that when I only own two properties, 
but I knew, I knew that I was going to be successful. I didn't think it would happen this fast. <laughs> Where I am today, I thought I was going to be there in 2025. And so, holy cow, does it happen way faster than you think. That is amazing. So did you find that getting started had a lot to do with it? Like you thought 2025, but buying those houses for you little by little to me is like incredibly fast. <laughs> like, do you, do you find that it took you less time because you started versus thinking about it or planning about it? hundred percent. Momentum is real. Like when you, when you're, and you're, you're in, you're in the groove. I don't mm. know how to explain it perfectly, but I was kind of in that agent system. So he knew I was looking for a good deal. And when, when I like did what I said I was going to do and I closed on it, well, then I shot to the top of his list and then he sent me another deal. Well, then I'm like, I don't know how to pay for this. So I'm going to tell him I have to pass on it. However, I was hanging out with really successful real estate agent or investors. And so I was able to say, hey guys, um, so I got sent this deal and I think it's a perfect burr, but I don't have any money. How do I, so I think I'm gonna like tell the agent, like too bad, so sad, I can't buy it. And my mastermind was like, are you crazy? You would be stupid to pass on that. And there's a lot of names I can be called, but don't ever call me stupid <laughs> because I am not stupid. And so I was like, okay, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And I think being in that mastermind was absolutely key. Otherwise I probably would have passed on that deal. And that deal may or may not change the tra trajectory of my whole life. That is so good. So yeah, I was going to ask you that because I know you are a master saver, but at some point, if you're buying that many houses, at some point your savings are not going to be able to keep up with the rate of houses that you're buying. So you said you were going to figure it out because they encourage you because they're the right kind of people that know mm -hmm. that having the right amount of debt in the right asset, it's the great, the best thing to do. How did you figure it out? Yep. So, so I house hacked that third property, then my, my property number four and five, those were the burr. So I used hard money and private money to purchase them. I renovated them again, credit card hacking and earned a lot of airline miles. And then I refinanced um, into a 30-year loan product, and it was almost a perfect burr. So I ended up putting down, I think it ends up being like 1% of the purchase price. And so for about $22,000, I now own those two properties are worth half a million. Wow. And it cost me $20,000. And what I think people don't realize is when you're doing a renovation, it's not, and it's a $20,000 renovation, you're not paying the $20,000 like that day you're paying $20,000 like over the course of the renovation in my case it was three months so still pretty fast but a, a, over the course of three months I was collecting rent I still had a job so I was collecting paychecks so it's not like you're all of a sudden like desolate because oh my gosh $20,000 it doesn't go out the door day one and then property number six I used an equity partner Property number seven, I used an equity partner. And now property number eight, I used an equity partner. That is so good. So let me ask you this. Do you think that you were able to get equity partners because you already had a track record? Did that make it easier for you? 100%. That is so good. So how you thought about, okay, I'm going to get all this money saved and I'm going to continue to learn. I'm going to continue to watch people and eventually I'll do it. It's not going to happen. You at some point, like you had to buy the first house, the second house, and then hanging out with the right people. 
so that you can learn even that what equity partners were and for them to know who you were and for them to want to work with you because you already have proven that you've done it before. Yes. And I think it's, there's listeners out there that are like, oh, that's great for her. She had track record. You can have track record in something that's not real estate investing. Right. So if you're a really good, let's say that, you, what, let me think of a job. Let's say that you're a really good project manager at an engineering firm. Well, that, there's two things. You're good at managing projects and you're surrounded by people with high net worth because you're surrounded by engineers. So if you can say, hey, I've been spending the last year, I joined a mastermind, I've been studying, and I am now a real estate investor. Would you like to invest in my project? If they know and trust you, they're going to say yes. They don't necessarily care that this is maybe your first or second or third property. They, they should, in my opinion. I, personally, I don't want to invest in anyone that hasn't done it. But, but you can have track record in something that isn't real estate investing. That is so good. So transferable skills and show them, hey, I have done this before. And let's not forget the people that we share last names with, because most of the time those people have money and they don't want to be in real estate, but they will be more than happy to lend you money so they can actually make more than what they're making with the bank. So um, love what you said earlier, figure it out as people and you'll find someone crazy enough because that's the thing. If you bet on yourself, you can sell yourself and the right person will be like, you know what? I, I don't know that you could do it, but I, I like that you believe that you can do it. So I'm going to bet on you. <laughs> Absolutely. That is so, so good. So you have the equity partners. How, um, has that changed how you, how you do real estate investing? Is it make it easier? Does it make it harder? How you like, um, working with somebody else when you're sharing the pot? Yeah, so I learned from my first partnership that I wanted to do my second partnership differently. Mm. And what I wanted was I wanted a silent partner. Mm. I, I truly believe I, I don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. And so what I'm offering is if you have money and you're, you believe in the value of real estate, but you don't really want to be involved, then, that, then you're the right equity partner for me. And so I approached my equity partners saying, I, I, I don't want your opinion on renovation or even the type of tenant that I choose. I want you to trust me because that's the only way that a good partnership is going to work is you have to trust me. And I will take great care of the, the property, the tenants and the business, and of course your money. And let's get rich together. That, is, that right there is a pitch. That right there is like, okay, what do I sign, right? But I love the criteria, right? You're making it now a requirement. I need you to zip it. I don't want to hear anything from you because you said too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Unfortunately, you go, that's why I asked you how you liked it. Because you can go back and forth with people. Some people are not decisive or even though they're not going to live in the house, they have an opinion about anything. And it's like, no, no, no. Time is of the essence. We need to get this house done so we can yeah. get tenants in and get our money, right? Absolutely. And some equity equity partners, even people that, that give the money, so I call that the money partner, some money partners are interested. They want to learn. They want to be mentored. I probably would have loved that a year or two ago, but now I'm too busy. Unfortunately, I don't have time to do that. And so that wouldn't be a good equity partner for me. But someone that is like, oh, you're offering 10 to 17% return on my money. Yeah, where can I wire the money and how much do you need? 
Exactly. And it's even that clarity. You said that you would have done it a year and a half, two years ago, and that would have been great. So knowing where you are and honoring that, it's gonna it's gonna make for a great partnership for you and for them. Because the, the thing is, you want you want to be able to do business with people more than once, right? And most of the time, people that have money have friends that have money. So if it goes well for them, they'll turn their friends, and your friends will be like, "Hey, I have money too." <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is so awesome. So you said that you're really busy. You have 19 properties, which is so exciting. Where are the states that you, the houses are? Um, I own in Kansas, Missouri, Omaha, Nebraska, and Des Moines, Iowa. Nice, nice. So what's next for you now that you have 19? Do you have a number or do you have an amount that you want to be or are you just having fun? I am at a place now where I call it, I am taste, like, you know how when people get married, they get a taste all the little wedding cakes or at a cake testing. Yeah, yeah. I am at a um, really great place where I'm trying a bunch of different businesses. So I started a company called Aria Design Services. We help investors go from vacant to launched on their Airbnb or traveling nurse unit, medium term rental. And we will come in, you can fly us and we'll furnish it. So in two weeks, I'm flying to Greensboro, North Carolina. Traveling again. Hello. Love it. Exactly. Getting paid to travel again (laughs) and, and go shopping. I'm getting paid to shop. Um, And I'm helping real estate agents or real estate investors build wealth through short-term rental and medium-term rental, which are strategies that I really believe in. And so everything about Aria design, I absolutely love. And I get to do it with one of my closest friends, my business partner, who I happen to meet traveling. And so she and I own the company together. Then in addition to that, I also have my own coaching business. I coach real estate agents on how to invest in real estate. I offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching. And then because I do so much with investing, I now have opened myself up to coaching real estate investors as well. So I offer one-on-one coaching and group coaching for investors. And then my most exciting project, you know, because I'm not busy enough. Kat, no, of course not. I don't know. Um, okay. my, my most exciting project is I also host retreats. So I provide these intimate retreat experiences for real estate investors. I've had um, two this year already, and I have a third one coming up, and it is in Guatemala, which I am so excited about. And it sold out almost right away. And so I know that I'm onto something. I know that people are craving community and connectivity. And look, I mean, we spent so much of this call talking about how crucial my people have been to my growth. And now I'm able to create a community for investors who may not have the luxury of joining another mastermind or just Feeling that instant click with someone, that isn't always easy for people. And so that's why I'm so excited to provide the retreat because that's exactly what will happen at the retreat is you'll leave not only with an accountability partner, but lifelong friends. Yeah, yeah. That is so, so you have like a smorgasbord of businesses, which I love. So then the plan is, let me try all these things. Let's see which ones I want to keep. Yes. or do them in seasons or um, bring people in to help you like, or you just, uh, you're just trying it all and see what happens. 
Yeah, so far I'm loving everything. Um, and one other really cool thing that's happened is now I'm getting invited to do a lot of in-person speaking. Mm -hmm. So if anyone here has a company or a group or you just want all of your friends together, I will fly in and do a workshop on how to invest in real estate or how to invest out of state. And that has been so fun because I wrote down when I was goal setting, like you and your sister said, what do you want May to look like? I wrote down, what do I want 2022 to look like? And I wrote down, I want to get paid to travel. And now I'm really excited to say that that's happening all the time. That is so good. And that's been a theme for you since the very beginning of a conversation. Um, you are a crazy fellow traveler like me. Like I can travel all the time. I'm happy yep. to. So 2020 was hard when everything shut down because it's like I was itching to go somewhere. Uh, but I love how you've been very consistent. You want to travel. You have been traveling. And then you added the caveat, I want to get paid to travel, uh, which, of course, it's happening. I'm so excited for you and so thankful that you're sharing this because it's not just that you have the 19 houses, which is a really big deal and it's really commendable in such a short amount of time. But you also have diversified in the way that you're making money which allows you to give you that thing that you mentioned in the beginning, freedom of location mm -hmm. and time, the people that you hang out with yep. and what you do and explore and have, a, like what I love about what's happened since the pandemic is that people woke up and realized that life is short. Yeah. Very I, short, yeah. What I say, Kat, is you only get so many trips around the sun. And if you feel like you've wasted three of them, five of them, 10 mm -hmm. of them, change something in your life like I beg you to change something in your life if you're feeling like that because you only get so many trips right yeah and it's and life can be so great especially you can tell when someone is happy like I don't know if you ever gone to a restaurant or go somewhere and you see someone that's alive and they're happy to be there like they shine they make your day you're like want to hang out with them like you just like what do you have like I just want to know what you're doing because I love seeing you doing the thing that you love and I want that for everyone and for me as real estate I'm really um really committed because to me it's exciting and for all the things that you have mentioned because you can travel because you can help others and give back um I'm very very excited for what you're doing uh, so tell us a little bit about um what are you working on right now that you will like uh the audience to where to find you and how can they connect with you Absolutely. So if anything I'm doing is something you're interested in, either we can furnish your Airbnb, I can help you get an Airbnb, you want to come to the next retreat, you want to be in group coaching, I'll be launching another cohort of group, of group coaching in June. If any of this isn't of interest, please visit my website. It's sarahdweaver.com. Um, I have a gift for your audience. If they go to sarahdweaver.com forward slash freebie, they can get something there as well. And then I love hearing from people. So if anything I've said has resonated with you, or heck, even if you disagree with something that I say, <laughs> I love hearing from people. And so please reach out. Um, Instagram is probably the best way. It's also Sarah D. Weaver. And, or you can email me at sarahdweaver at gmail.com. So pretty easy to find. Look up Sarah D. Weaver. I love it. Yeah, we'll make sure to put all those links on the um the show's description so they can they can find you here come right up i just give you a follow love it um pretty hard to miss with the beautiful blonde, long blonde hair so <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and and one thing one thing that I I feel called to talk about is when you talked to when you mentioned that person at the restaurant who's just beaming and excited about life, and you said, oh, what do they have? I immediately thought, you know, they probably make a choice every day, and I really think that you can choose to be happy. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, life is hard. Like I don't want anyone to think, oh, that Sarah Weaver is like so stinking cheery. No, life is hard. Like I had a good cry yesterday when something bad happened, and I woke up this day today and said, like, no, today's gonna be a good day. Um, even though what I've been doing this afternoon is I put together a TV stand and a kitchen table and all the chairs by myself, which was not enjoyable. And there were many times where I'm like, why on earth am I doing this? <laughs> which ties back to you have to know your why. I know exactly why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because this property is going to rent for at least eighteen hundred, maybe two thousand dollars, and my mortgage is about nine hundred bucks. Wow! And it's a duplex, so I I also have a unit next door, and he's paying a thousand dollars. And so I know exactly why I'm busting my ass putting together a TV stand on a Friday, and it's because it's truly about delayed gratification. Absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 like uh, sometimes people want to have a microwave life. Well, microwave food tastes very differently from food that you take hours to cook. Like you can eat fast, but you're not gonna enjoy as much as the food that someone uh, is stood in front of, of a stove and took the time to make something delicious. So I love love that analogy. So let me ask you this question: What would you have liked to know? when you first started that you know now about real estate investing? Oh, that's a great question. I think one is I would just go back and hug myself and say, girl, it's all gonna work out. Like everything's gonna work out, don't worry. So that would be probably the first thing. And and maybe it ties to that as well as I think um, there was no need to worry all the time. Mm. Um, things are going to break, tenants are going to do terrible things. Like things are going to happen. That's part of real estate investing. Um, don't worry. Don't worry. Have Be smart and have a lot of systems in place and money set aside. Um, but don't worry so much. Worrying wasn't getting me anywhere. That's good. That's really good advice. I love that. I'll, I'll, I'll borrow that for sure. <laughs> that is so awesome. Can't believe time has gone by so fast. I truly enjoy our conversation. I think you're doing some very diverse things um, that are very exciting that you have found within real estate investing that I think others will probably be very excited to read about and learn from for you in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you so much for your time. Was there anything that I did not ask you that you would like to share before we close up? Um, yeah, I'm also single and looking for a great man yes. that you described. So listeners, slide into my DMs. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's something about being intentional about what you want. Like, I don't know where we got to the point that we have to be so secretive. Like, I have been... I posted a reel the other day about, um, I don't know if you've seen it, um, with um, Kit, the lady, that, the original cat woman that said, I fell in love with myself and I want someone to share it with. I want someone mm -hmm. to share me with me. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. So I posted it, I recreated it. I'm like, that's where I'm at. I have a lot of fun with myself and I want someone to have fun with me. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I feel the exact same way. My life is really, really fun. And like, I get to do really cool stuff. And if someone wants to come along on the journey, it'd be really fun. Absolutely. So, hey, that's an invitation. There's two invitations right here <laughs> on the REI Friends podcast. We might have to call it like a love connection. And we are okay with that. Someone should come up with that business, connecting real estate investors. That would be so cool. I know. Why Bigger Pockets hasn't created its own version of right? Hinge or Tender is still beyond me. They could just add it. You know, they have so many features. Just add that. Hey, if you're single and ready to mingle, you know, we should just maybe write to them and say, hey, somebody should spearhead that. Because that would be awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, for spending your, I know you're very busy. Thank you for really brightening our day and sharing how awesome your life is and how real. I love that you kept it very real as well. Um, I just want to wish you all the success in the world, all the love, and that you get to travel as much as you want thank you so much thanks kat you are very welcome guys there you have it another amazing fantastic um conversation on the rei friends podcast make sure that you come back every single week because i promise you i only bring you awesome people if i don't like them uh, no so come back and you can listen on apple uh podcast spotify and now amazon music thank you so much and we'll see you next week <laughs>